people are stupid. Live to tape. Welcome to Millennial 431. I'm Andrew. And I'm Laura. No <laughs> Pam this week, but uh-huh. we do have Mark joining us again. Hi, Mark. Hello. Oh, welcome back, Mark. How's it going? Good. I Thanks. see that I see that Pam is avoiding me. Yeah, yeah. She ran away into the desert. You, you hug her at a convention one time dressed as a giant Totoro, and she just never lets it go. <laughs> Nice reference to a past show. I like it. There we go. At first, I thought, wait, you two actually met before? I do not recall. I do not recall, <laughs> Senator. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mark, how much would you spend on a wedding? We were debating wedding costs last week. Did oh, you hear that? Oh, good God. Um, how much does it cost to rent out of Dave & Buster's? <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we have our answer then. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, um, I, I think at some point, now this is selfish and I apologize, but I think at some point you should propose to Laura on air. Can you just, mm. can you do it for us on air? Can you save it for the show sometime instead of doing it somewhere where none of us are going to be able to experience it? I can promise that I will put that under heavy consideration. Okay. Well, that's heavy. That that's means no. Good. <laughs> that means no because he knows that i would murder him but why i mean what's the problem with that like it would be a great show moment don't you want to give the show a good show moment i want to give myself a good moment <laughs> <laughs> and that's the difference between you and i laura we we have different priorities you pri- prioritize yourself i prioritize the show that's why i talk about way too much on here <laughs> well you know if you want to propose to pat on the show by all means ah uh. I'll help you plan that out. We'll make it very romantic and sweet. Oh, the tables um, are turned. Now I'm wondering if I would want that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a very private person in certain regards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, until, yeah. No, I, I know you are, but it's also like kind of hypocritical because we have your boyfriend on the show. Yeah, it's true. But <laughs> yeah. as far as I know, we're not going to be talking about our personal lives today. So. That's true. But I heard there was drama be- with you two over some ice cream. Yes, <sighs> there what is. What did you do now, Mark? This has been like a month ago at this point. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, babe, I feel like if you can't let it go at this point, then it sounds like a you problem. So you, uh, I'll play therapist here. So, so Mark, what happened? What, what is the conflict that needs to be resolved? So there's, there's this ice cream that they sell around here. Uh, what's it called? Jenny's is the yeah, is ice Jenny's cream place. Ice cream, and it's literally the most amazing ice cream ever. They make all of these super unique ice cream flavors. Like you can get lavender flavored ice cream. Like all kinds of exotic flavors. And one of mm-hmm. the ice cream flavors they make is called gooey butter cake. Yes. It's Mark's favorite. Yes. And I thought I got away from it when I used to be in Savannah. Like I had it once down there and I was like, this is enough. I can never do this again because it's really good, but it's so rich. Like picture a cake that Paula Dean would make. That's what it's like. <laughs> 
like you you need multiple sticks of butter for this cake mm-hmm. and it tastes great but i just feel terrible after i eat it so i thought i was done with it and then i go to this we go to this ice cream place and they have an ice cream flavor of that with chunks of gooey butter cake in the ice cream <laughs> so 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 this comes home and you had it i had so we're watching a movie i had some of it i put some in the freezer for later super excited i come back over the next time it's gone and not only is it gone i get up from the couch i'm like you know what i'm gonna get some ice cream that doesn't really hit the spot right now walk over to the freezer laura's just staring at me the whole time not saying a word Uh... go in the freezer like where's the ice cream look at her and she's just giving me the most guilty look ever and didn't say a damn thing that's funny that's the thing like if she would have just said hey your ice cream like okay whatever like i wouldn't have it in my head that i would be getting ice cream later that night when i was on my way over but yeah and laura you believe the time in which he had the the sole right to the ice cream had passed it had been too long so you therefore had permission to consume the ice cream it had been several days yeah, that it I, I object. There. I object. It was not. <laughs> it was the following. It was the following day after the weekend that I came over, which was like Tuesday. Mm. Mm. So, so Laura needed a, a Monday treat. I don't know. I, I guess I kind of understand that. I mean, I'm fine with her eating it. It's the fact that you didn't say anything when you clearly saw me going, even after I announced. I'm going to get some ice cream. That sounds good. That's going to be great. Just yeah, let, you should just, have warned. You should have warned Mark. It all happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that... the good news for him is that we live like five minutes from one of these ice cream places. After we're done today, I'm going to take him down there. I'm going to get him a replacement. She's going to eat it right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> all for me. That, well, I, I think you two will get past this. I, I, I have faith in both of you. Thanks, therapist um, Andrew. Yeah, no problem. I, I that was, was, you know, cheaper than seeing a real therapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I wasn't helpful. Uh, by the way, I had an iPad watching us here and that they're transcribing the meeting because <laughs> I can't do that while listening to you. As long as they have a good angle of me. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Pam isn't here this week because she went to Vegas with a couple of her friends. And looks like she had a hell of a night. I follow her on Instagram and looks like she met one of the Backstreet Boys on a whim at a club. Oh. <laughs> she, they went to see Backstreet Boys, which I didn't realize they were doing. Uh, the Backstreet Boys have a residency in Vegas currently. That's like all the rage with these quote unquote younger pop bands right now. Britney kind of kicked it off a couple years ago. Um, and Gaga will be doing it later this year, which I'll talk about in a minute but so they went to see backstreet boys and then i see a snap at the club and i see like kevin one of the backstreet boys in the distance and then you advance one more snap and here's pam and her friends taking a selfie with brian i'm like what the hell how did this happen (laughs) but i thought that was pretty cool because like that could go for a lot of money you know yeah i think yeah i'm stalking her right now yeah. Yeah. Why does she get to have so much more fun than me? Vegas is a lot of fun. Uh, Pam, Pam also told us in our group chat, she literally spent $20 on a piece of avocado toast. Oh, my God. <laughs> she claims she didn't know 
that it was going to cost $20. She said she misread the menu. I don't know how you mm-hmm. misread a $20 price tag. <laughs> but She's probably hungover. I probably. will say I saw the toast. She put a picture up on Instagram and it looked well worth the $20. It was like a long piece of bread. Yes. Like almost like a mini loaf and mm. it had like eggs and greens and tomatoes and like all these spices and shit. It totally looked worth it. I would spend $20 on that. Yeah, I agree. It did look good. It was big and juicy, filled with avocado. Mm. <laughs> uh, but I mentioned Gaga. So she's doing a residency kicking off at the end of December. And I, I, I love Gaga. I've never seen her live, though, because I don't know. It just seems overwhelming. Like, all the, the Gaga fans, like, it, it would just be too too much, yes, Gaga, for me in, in a <laughs> venue. But so so I see that uh, Gaga's going to perform in Vegas. And I'm like, oh, okay, her poster is cool. And I like the name of her show. It's called Enigma. I thought that was cool. And then I wasn't planning on buying tickets or anything. But then I get an email from Mother Monster with a pre-sale code. I'm like, all right, let me look. And I ended up buying tickets anyway <laughs> for me and Pat because, I got you. yeah, she did because she's, this is what I really respect about her. First of all, she's a real performer. Unlike Britney, she sings live. She plays piano. I think maybe even does a little guitar. She's a true, Gaga is a true artist. And in Vegas, not only is she going to be doing a classic Gaga show, which she's really hyping up to say it's like something that. You know, people have never seen before, but she's going to be doing four jazz and piano nights as well. So what I did was not only did I buy tickets to the main show, but I also bought tickets for the jazz and piano show. So we're going to see Gaga uh, two nights in a row, but two very different versions of Gaga. So I'm so excited for that because I haven't seen her like I said, live, and it'll be like a whole. It'll it makes the trip more worth it. Like I'm, I'm, we're getting two nights of entertainment from Gaga. So, my God, it was a nauseating amount of money that I spent on tickets, but I think it's gonna be worth it. I'm jealous. Yeah, I've always wanted awesome. to see a show of hers. Yeah, yeah, right. Me too. And I'll be drunk enough where I can kind of get past anybody going. Yes, Gaga. <laughs> i'll have to do it at least once (laughs) during the jazz and piano show when you're supposed to be classy (laughs) mark since you are on this week i thought we could talk a little bit about video games too did you two ever play overcooked oh yes yes. oh my god (laughs) like my favorite game right now me and pat have been playing it so much and the reason i brought bring it up is because the sequel just came out this past week have you bought it we have no. not, okay. but I hear it's really good, though. Uh, yeah, I haven't started playing it yet, but um, Pat's over this weekend now, so we're gonna we're gonna jump into it. You can throw food now, which is a game changer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know what else I've been playing? God of War. Oh, that game's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of the best games of 2018, apparently. Oh yeah, I believe it. Um. I also wanted to mention Red Dawn Redemption 2. Did you see the new gameplay footage of that? Yeah, is it the cowboy one? That's the yeah. one from Rockstar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it looks so good. It looks like Breath of the Wild in terms of beautiful landscapes. Like, I'm Have so you excited. played Red Dead 1? No. 
it's pretty good and it's pretty cheap. I mean, you could probably find it. I, I think it's on the um it's, the digital store. It's on PlayStation Now. Oh no! Don't do that. Yeah, that was not good. Well, PlayStation Now is good if you have an obscenely good internet connection, but otherwise, mm. it's not. Okay. Great. Yeah. So I'm probably gonna pass on that. Mm. I'll just wait for Red Dawn too. Do you have a PS four? Uh, four. Four. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, if that's the case, I would just like listen to some game or watch some gameplay of it or something. Oh, that's a good idea. And then just play the the second one. Yeah. But the second one's a prequel. Oh, yeah, that's true. Which so, yeah, kind, of, you, kind of annoys me. Then. This is Red Dawn Redemption 2, but it's set before Red Dawn Redemption 1. I think it's Red Dead Redemption. Oh, is it? I don't know. Yeah. The name is Red stupid. What have you two been playing? Um, well, I recently finished Detroit, which I think I mentioned on the show last time. Love that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to force Mark to finish it because I really want to see what choices he makes throughout the game. Mm-hmm. I think that watching the decision making, especially because you have two possible paths, really, like whether you're going to support the revolution or uh, quell the revolution. Mm-hmm. And I think it says a lot about you. So I'm trying to watch him play so I can just take notes. Mm. Um, But then I also just recently played The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, which has been out for a little while. It's a demo. Um, But it's a demo for the sequel to Life is Strange. So Life is Strange 2 comes out soon? Uh, I think so. I think it comes out in either fall or winter. Yeah. Um, And I loved the first Life is Strange. So... I was super excited to play this. It's really great because they've maintained the sort of like startup type feel about the game. Like since the original game was, it felt very much like a startup, like Kickstarter type game. Um, And they've sort of maintained that feel, but it's also just much smoother. Like the gameplay is just much more fluid, which is nice. Um, And it also gives you a good peek into the main character in Life is Strange 2. So, oh. very excited. It's a little kid with powers. Aw, that's yeah. cute. It's going to be awesome. Comes out in September. Oh, September nice. 27th. Yeah. Right Exciting. All right. Well, we do have a lot to get to this week. We actually are going to talk... What are we talking about with you, Mark? I did some research on what pro gamers actually make because... Evo was last weekend. Uh, it's a huge fighting game tournament. It's worldwide. People come from Japan, Europe, you know, China to this tournament. And the pot for this tournament is sometimes, you know, millions of dollars. So that just got me thinking, like, I wonder how much annually, annually some of these uh, some of these competitive gamers make. And then we're just going to go through some of those numbers and compare them to, you know, streamers like regular twitch streamers okay and of yeah. course some some programmers stream as well so yeah. just seeing how much money they're making roughly it's so fascinating that you can make money from playing video games oh yeah <laughs> if only my parents knew i know right yeah <laughs> uh, and later today we're going to talk about uh q anon that <laughs> that crazy conspiracy <laughs> theory going on and we're going to talk about this new electric scooter craze that's been taking over cities. And we got a confessional. We're going to surprise pitch. We got emails. Lots to get to today. Uh, but first, we're going to kick off the show with a new sponsor. They are Harry's. Mark, I assume you shave, right? 
Uh, yeah, from time to time. Okay. It's not our favorite part of the week, or in your case, the month, if it's from time to time. But I'm happy to talk about Harry's because they actually make shaving an enjoyable experience. That's why I've been using them loyally for a couple years now. They've got the whole shaving process covered. Harry's offers high-quality razor blades at a very fair price. I love them because they give me a close shave, a comfortable glide, and I love the feel of their razor handle. It's got some weight to it. It's not some piece of crap like so many others out there. And I love their story. Harry's founders were fed up with overpaying for expensive razors with unnecessary features. They knew that a great shave comes down to great blades made with sharp, durable steel that lasts. And that's why they bought a whole factory. They bought a factory that's been making some of the highest quality blades in the world for over 95 years. These are five blade razors, by the way, so you get a really close shave. Another thing I love about them is the price. By selling directly to you over the internet, Harry's can offer their blades at a price much lower than the leading brand, just $2 per blade compared to $4 or more. And you know they believe in their product because they have a high quality guarantee. If you don't like the shave, no problem. Let them know and you'll get a full refund. I want you to try Harry's. You're going to love them and then you're going to switch and you're going to stick with them forever. The prices are great. The blades and handles are amazing. And the shaving cream and the post-shaving cream, mmm. It is all fantastic. They smell so good, and they're, they're so soft. Listeners of our show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash millennial. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash millennial to redeem your offer and let them know we sent you to help support the show. Mark, go get your blades. harrys.com slash millennial. And Laurel will thank you the next time you're making out. All right, so, Mark, let's talk about competitive gaming as a source of income. I can't believe people make money this way. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it makes sense uh, uh, in terms of streamers, because, you know, if you have a if people are watching you do something, no matter what it is, usually there's a market for it. Mm-hmm. So especially with how popular games have become like it, it, it really hit me in Evo, because when I when I was watching Evo, the the arena that these people are in is like a no holds barred, basically professional athlete arena like it looked it looked like something you'd watch on espn in fact a lot of sports um uh broadcasters were covering it and i know that there was a bunch of fallout the first few years that it happened because some sportscasters wouldn't commentate it like Hmm. one person i forgot what his name was but one person was like i'm not going to commentate this because this isn't a sport which (laughs) a lot of people weren't very happy about but yeah but there's a growing interest in watching people play video games too isn't there mm-hmm. oh yeah you talk about twitch and like this is something i think people if they don't know what the experience is like then you're just like what the fuck don't you want to play video games why do you want to watch and i think i've made fun of it previously here on the show but i've now watched people play video games from time to time and it, it can be fun especially if yeah. they're better than you Oh yeah, exactly. Especially these pros, like watching, uh, watching some of these people in Evo, it was crazy because these are people who they show up on the stage. Everyone knows who they are. <laughs> they celebrities. Yeah. Like the comment and the commentators are great. Like the, these commentators have been commentating like one of the biggest, um, matches in Evo this past year was in street fighter five and street fighter two came out in like the nineties. Or something like that. So, like, the, this has been going on for a while, and these commentators have been commentating these games forever. So, like, 
they start saying all these crazy like oh they're wave dashing or they're you know playing footsies or they're doing all these things and if you don't know what they're talking about you're just kind of lost just like if you're watching football if you don't yeah. know anything about football so it's pretty cool that it's kind of grown into a a kind of a a niche itself to be basically a sport yeah and uh just to go over some of the numbers for some of these uh, pro people that were at Evo, uh, Sonic Fox is one of the best Injustice and Mortal Kombat players in Evo or in professional gaming. And what makes him so unique is he wears a lot of different hats. Like he'll go into a fighting game tournament and compete in like three or four different games and get top 20 or something in most of them. So he's one of those people who isn't just good at one game. He's good at multiple games. And I uh, saw his average earnings between 2015 and 17 were $148,000. And Ah. roughly, or $149,000 roughly. Wow. And this is just winnings. Like this is just him winning tournaments. This doesn't have anything to do with sponsorships or, you know, YouTube monetization or anything like that. This is just, he goes to a tournament, wins, and gets money. So somebody Um, like that is probably clearing maybe closer to 300,000 after advertising endorsements. Probably, yeah. And like, it's crazy because they'll come up with these jerseys and these jerseys are just littered with like Mountain Dew, this, like all these (laughs) random sponsors on them. Like a race car driver. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, Zero is one of the best Smash players for Smash 4, uh, the most recent Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. And from 2015 to 2017, his earnings were 56 average. His average earnings were $56,000. Wow. And that's just one game. And Smash doesn't have a notoriously huge fighting game presence because i mean people like smash but when you look at smash versus street fighter the people who play street fighter are way more you know almost hardcore because it's been around for so long right but you know fifty fifty thousand dollars is still nothing to sneeze at in just earnings no especially in the context of what he's doing exactly and then you look at some of these other esports that are just outrageous like dota 2 and leagues league of legends and stuff like that and those people make outrageous money like this one of the main people in dota 2 crow makes uh, from 2015 to 2017 his average was one million and forty four thousand dollars oh my god that's just stupid granted (laughs) what made that average so high was they probably won a national tournament Mm because the national tournaments in dota are outrageous kind of like overwatch like the overwatch league which we'll be talking about in a little bit yeah but for a team sport like that because for dota you have a team just like overwatch league of legends stuff like that but it's just outrageous how much money these people are making and again this is just earnings not not any sponsorships or anything so you go to the overwatch league that just started this past year that was on you know it was a big deal because it was on regular cable like the overwatch league was being covered on cable which is like the first time this has happened in a long time and from from an article in us gamer it said that a minimum of these these all the players on the team get a minimum of fifty thousand dollars in a yearly salary hmm. health benefits retirement savings plan housing training facilities 
training facilities. I yeah, know. like <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like all this stuff's crazy. And like yeah. they even like I and this wasn't in the article, but I did watch a YouTube video where they were interviewing one of the teams, and they had this like person on the team or in in the training facility, and that, that person's whole job was to watch you play Overwatch and then be like, hmm, it seems like your hand is in this position therefore i'm going to buy you this specific mouse that will help you so like they oh. give you certain peripherals that make you more efficient basically right kind so it's, of, it's crazy yeah kind of disturbing that it gets so nitty-gritty like that <laughs> oh yeah these people are like the people who are really like who do this for a living consistently are like the, the things they have to think about when they play yeah are just crazy like they were interviewing um justin wong and he's a great like one of the greatest fighting game people ever and he said that one of the basically what's the worst thing about fighting games for you and he said that there are certain characters that are released in fighting games that he doesn't necessarily like them but he has to play them because they're relevant oh, oh well he's a so trooper like, for marching through that <laughs> yeah like I'm like i could see that like in smash i like playing the pokemon i like playing pikachu and charizard and mewtwo but like when i go to a tournament and i see you know clouds all over the place and bayonetta's like you know i'm kind of like ah uh, you know i, I, I still want to play, play the character i like playing but i could see why people would be kind of discouraged but mm -hmm. anyways it's... looking at the other side of this with the uh, twitch streamers uh what I, of course, there are other ways that they make money, but I realized when I was doing research that the main way they make money is through subs. So, funny enough, I never really knew what a sub was when I was watching Twitch. They're like, oh, thanks for the sub. And I was like, are you like, you're already following them. So, what's the point of subscribing to them? You know, like I didn't really see the difference. But when you do that uh, $5 monthly fee, they get half. So every time you watch a, a, a Twitch streamer and you see that they have whatever thousand subs, mm. basically they're getting two fifty for each or two dollars and fifty cents for each sub they have. Yeah. So, so the most popular streamer of May two thousand eighteen, which was Ninja, I think, for Fortnite, uh, he had. 130,000 sub subscribers. So Whoa. that's rough, you know, 325 or $326,000 monthly. He's getting that monthly, which is outrageous. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so. going to cancel the podcast right now and start yeah. screaming. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I feel like I just need to find a game and get really good at it so that I can make a living doing this. Yeah. Um, Angel in the comments said that she went on a few dates with a pro League of Legends player named Snoopy. Huh. I've never he heard of him. But... And apparently at his peak, he was making $200,000 a year. Ooh, yep. Yeah, there are a lot of League Insane. of Legends players. It's kind of like Dota, where like if you get really good and you win a national tournament, it's it's pretty gross how much money you can make. Like, and it's funny because a lot of these streamers, you don't even have to be really good. They people just have to like watching you. Right, right. Yeah, like, it's like watching a TV show. You it, you just have to make it entertaining. 
The problem now, though, is there's so many people who want to become streamers as a career. It's like it's like people mm-hmm. starting podcasts now. It's like how do you break through and get noticed? Because there's so many. Like I have to imagine it's near impossible. Like the established people will be successful from a for a long time now but in terms of breaking in like i don't know maybe you collab with a, a popular streamer like i can't imagine because I'm, I'm thinking you know some people might be listening to this and thinking like oh i should get into this mm-hmm. and yeah be, and yeah sure why not maybe just do it for fun but i also wonder if anybody new can really come onto the scene and make any sort of significant amount of money Mm-hmm. I think the main thing for streamers that I see that are successful is if you are going to go, you know, this late in the game and be successful, you kind of have to just find something that that's your thing that yeah. somebody hasn't already cornered the market on and just do that. Like yeah. Markiplier on uh, YouTube and Twitch sometimes. His thing is that he plays horror games. So like he's not like a video game god or anything, but you just know when you watch him, it's like, okay, he's going to have some creepy game he's playing and I get to see him react to this creepy game. And of course, other YouTubers do that too, but mm-hmm. he's found his, you know, his audience. I, yeah. would, I would start a channel where I play The Sims, but I just complain about all the bugs because I keep <laughs> trying to play The Sims 4. I really, I, I enjoy it. But there's just bug after bug. And I'm like, why is this game so buggy? It's been out for several years. Can't they solve all this shit already? I think, to be honest, I think there are probably streams where people do that. Because a lot of people stream The Sims. Yeah. So I'm sure there's somebody out there that's like, you know. But but how many of them have the last name Sims? That's Mm -hmm. true. Sims Sims plays Sims. Sims. I mean, it's perfect. It's pretty hilarious, too, because since you have the Twitter handle Sims... People are constantly tweeting at you with their Sims complaints. Right. You, yeah. You totally should stream The Sims. That'd be great. I'll tr- maybe I'll do that for patrons. I feel like that could be fun someday. That'd be fun. Wait. Yeah. So, not to change topics here, but can we talk about the drama between our podcast and the Sims subreddit? Oh yeah. <laughs> that is a good tangent. Do you want to tell us about that? Well, I, I feel like you should tell us about it because okay. really, simming is your thing. It's your baby. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. So <laughs> for my birthday a couple years ago, the listeners got together and created an urban dictionary definition for simming, the simming that we know and love here on the show, which is eating a donut off of your boyfriend's dick. I have documented this experience before, and we decided to call it simming. So of course, my, as, as you do. Yeah. So for my birthday, uh, they got they made our definition, the top definition for simming on Urban Dictionary. Fast forward to a week ago, the Sims Reddit <laughs> notices that this is the top definition for simming. Typically, simming has referred to in their world as playing the Sims. <laughs> so somebody <laughs> on Reddit was like, I think we should get this definition changed. Let's band together and do this. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> but hey, if they want to go to war with Millennial Podcast, that's fine. We'll we'll fight you, losers. We'll win. <laughs> I have my mug. I can't I can't lose my definition as the top definition for simming. I can see in the future, like a the seventy year old Andrew's like, oh, the simming war of twenty eighteen. <laughs> Here lies Andrew. Died <laughs> simming. 
<laughs> so I would say this is a call to action for all of our listeners. Please look up the Urban Dictionary definition for simming and upvote our version. It was posted yes. by Millennial Cast. Yes. Currently, it has 666 upvotes. And while I would hate for us to lose that 666 imagery, I also don't want us to lose to the Sims community. Right, right. Help us out. I like how last week's call to action was registering to vote, and this week's is upvoting simming on Urban Dictionary. I think I'm just going to have a weekly call to action now on the show, because I feel like I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, uh, so where were we? Um, sorry. Yes, you, you, fine. Streaming, you streaming the Sims. Yeah, well, yeah. And then just getting back to Twitch on a whole, a lot of these Twitchers, they actually use Patreon too, right? To raise extra mm-hmm. money. Yeah, I mean, typically from what I've seen, those, uh, those Twitch streamers are streamers that already have a pretty big following. Like, mm-hmm. and the Patreon for them is when they're doing something specific because Twitch already, like that monthly sub thing, they, they push that a lot, which... Now that I have more context of what the subs actually are, it makes more sense to me. Because at first I was just like, I'm already following you. Like, why do you want me to subscribe so bad? Like, I don't understand. But yeah, now that I realize that's the main way they're making their money, besides advertisement, you know, advertisements and all that, yeah, yeah. it makes more sense. So, like, I know uh, one of the fighting game people that I listen to, he was trying to... Uh, he was trying to get to some fighting game tournament in Japan and he did a Patreon for people to raise money for him to go to the different fighting game tournaments. Oh, okay, cool. But, I'm looking but as the... a whole. Yeah. His, his regular revenue was just from the subs. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the gamer category on Patreon. There is a person who is creating the Sims four mods. So like you need mm-hmm. clothing and stuff. They have 1,134 patrons, so she's probably making a good amount of money. <laughs> yeah, I, I think for, for gaming, from what I've seen, the Patreon is more for individual projects. I see. Like if you have something you're like, you know, like for example, I always tell my roommate because he loves Legos. He makes Legos all the time and he's a huge Star Wars fan. I always tell him that if I ever make a channel, I'm going to make a Patreon for people to buy these crazy Lego sets for oh, him yeah. to build yeah, and just record and building it. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, we really are in an amazing time right now where you can stream any of your passions and make mm-hmm. money off of it. So long as what you're doing is good and you're able to reach an audience. Yeah. And, and as long as you're into it, cause people can definitely tell, like I can yeah. definitely tell a streamer that is doing it because they have to do it. Like a lot of the Fortnite streamers, not to talk, you know, shit about any Fortnite streamers, but like I can tell they're doing it because it's popular. Right. You know? Right. Whereas That's what people want some, right now. Exactly. Whereas there are some streamers that like there's this one streamer that every weekend he speed runs the the old Mega Man games. And those those games are like, I don't know, like maybe 20 years old now. And he just loves those games. So when you watch him, he's just genuinely excited to play those games because they're his favorite games, you know, so. Right. Where do you see streaming going? Do you think it's going to continue blowing up? I think that as long as people keep on doing things they're genuinely 
passionate about in streaming, I think it will, especially with like VR and stuff. Like I'm, I'm still waiting for somebody to have a, or for some platform to have a very robust, well thought out VR streaming method. Mm -hmm. You know, that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's going to hit a ceiling eventually where there's like, you know, thousands of fighting game streamers, thousands of Overwatch streamers, which there already kind of are. But I feel like the stream, the streams that really get a lot of you know, traffic or those streams that are like, hey, welcome to, you know, this stream where I play D&D &D with my friends or welcome to the stream where I teach people how to play fighting games, like streams that people are actually passionate about because that, you know, sets you apart. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you to Griffin and Brittany who are listening live right now, by the way. They say they have upvoted simming. Appreciate that. Yep, we're now at 669. Oh, <laughs> yeah. amazing. So many great numbers we can float at. <laughs> Anything else you want to add here or Laura? Um, I mean, I feel like the live stream that I watch most frequently is through C-SPAN. <laughs> and those are also people who are clearly not into what they're doing. Um, so I should probably switch to something yeah. else. Yeah. You don't ever tip them or anything through a virtual tip jar? Uh, fuck no. They're already collecting their salaries through my tax dollars. <laughs> it's just, I, I sound like an old person, but it's just amazing how pressing buttons rapidly and manipulating a joystick converts to dollars. <laughs> one, of, one of the random debates when this was blowing up a couple of years ago was somebody likened uh, the amount of decision-making fighting game players had to make to chess because whereas chess you have a certain amount of moves you can make like there like in chess there is such thing as a perfect game where you can just play the perfect game but in fighting games depending on the fighting game there are so many different variables that change with what your opponent does every single second so you have to constantly be adjusting your play style to what your opponent's doing mm-hmm which people are just like, you know, at first people were like, oh, you're like, you're just randomly hitting buttons. But then like different people had different studies and people, you know, were analyzing fighting games and like, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of different decision-making and, you know, yeah. technique and all that stuff to it, which makes sense. I mean, it's, it's basically just sports without the physical prowess. Shane says, this is the only thing I live stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. This is what I live stream. <laughs> What am I thinking? I have been a, a streamer. <laughs> there you go. Just right. just do the show while you stream The Sims. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I could I could can you imagine? I would not be able to focus. <laughs> I have to turn off Twitter when I podcast because I I just it's so distracting. Um well thanks for enlightening us, Mark. I Any love time? I love all your nerdy talk. Yeah. I need to switch careers. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we got out of this <laughs> what am i doing with my life <laughs> all right well laura i'm actually glad you said that maybe you're looking for a career change and i've actually got a great solution for you this is from another one of our sponsors i told you about these people before They're, they can change your life really they are skillshare Skillshare is an online learning platform with over 20,000 classes in business, design, technology, and more. Taught by friendly experts who have real-world experience in the fields you're interested in pursuing, Laura. 
If you are interested in a career change or you want to update your skills and a passion or a career of yours, this is where Skillshare will help you thrive. I use Skillshare and I love them. As someone who works from home, I appreciate that I can continue my never-ending desire to not leave the home by taking classes from my couch. (laughs) I sit here, I I kick back with a LaCroix, and I watch a fun and educational class about my passions, like how to create the best podcast possible or how to rank my website higher on Google. This is the place to go to become an expert in your field or passion. And as you may have gleaned from my examples, this is not just a place for those who are new to a field. This is for those who are experienced too, because it's just as important to brush up on your skills and to learn the newest techniques. You got to stay on top of what's happening today. We have a tremendous deal for our listeners. You can join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. This is so good that you're crazy if you don't sign up. You get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's less than two quarters a month. Skillshare is offering millennial listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash millennial. The deal is as good as it sounds. Trust me, I've tried it. (laughs) You just have access to everything. Sign up and get watching. Skillshare is awesome and you're going to have a great time. Again, that's Skillshare.com slash millennial to start your two months. And after recording, fuck it, I'm just going to do it right now. I'm going to go see if they have uh, video game classes or streaming classes. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, right? I'm going to send them the Laura with our promo <laughs> link. <laughs> oh, wait. There's a class on how to take down an urban dictionary definition. Damn it. <laughs> uh, there are some uh, classes here for uh, begin- like beginner's guide to Pokemon Go. Oh. How to make a Twitch bot. All right. Well, let's talk about a little news. Okay, y'all. This is a bombshell news story. I don't understand how it's not rocking the very foundation of American society. So uh, John F. Kennedy uh, was recently found to have faked his own death. Whoa. Um, We, we all remember being taught in school that he had his brains blown out (laughs) in a car driving through Texas. That's not what happened. Um, He joined a secret evil fighting organization, Um, Then, 36 years later, the CIA used guided missiles to bring down his son's private plane in order to pave the way for Hillary Clinton to run for the Senate. Um, You know, they do call her Hillary for a reason. Um, And then on top of that, it's also turned out that the Russia investigation is actually just a cover for President Trump and Robert Mueller to work together to investigate suspected pedophiles such as Bill and Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, John McCain, Tom Hanks, and a whole bunch of other politicians and Hollywood elites. Wow. Um, I I feel rocked to the core. I don't know who to believe and who to trust anymore. I am shooketh. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, so, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, this is the conspiracy that's coming from a group called QAnon. Uh, I don't even know what to say about these people. 
Well, I think the most disturbing thing to me is that these people are actually the people who attend Trump rallies because I've seen some uh, some people attending rallies wearing these QAnon shirts. Yeah, and holding up signs that say "We are Q." Yeah, <laughs> they think that they're part of this like secret society that holds this like deep state knowledge. <laughs> How can you buy this, though? What is wrong with your head? I think these people are serious. They are serious. Well, I guess we can kind of rewind a little bit and talk about how this got started. So um, what happened was this Q persona, like they literally go by the letter Q. Okay. Um, they began posting on 4chan claiming to have top-level security clearance and evidence of a worldwide criminal conspiracy that involves celebrities and almost every U.S. president, minus Donald Trump, of course. Um, to give you an idea of some of the big names that are supporting this, Sean Hannity, Alex oh. Jones, and oh. Roseanne Barr. Oh. The latter two are not having a good time career-wise. Right yeah. now, actually, Sean Hannity's probably not either. Um, the whole idea behind this, like the main push behind this, is to uh, establish that there's actually nothing wrong happening in the Trump presidency, and that everything is actually going according to plan. <laughs> that all of these distraction tactics are actually intended to cover up their own investigations into this Hollywood and Washington-sponsored pedophilia ring. Isn't this by extension an admission that things are really fucked up by the right? Well, I, <laughs> I, I don't think that most of the right is behind this, to be fair. Uh-huh. I think if you look at the breakdown, it's like you've got the right and then you've got like the alt-right and then within the alt-right, there's this tiny faction of QAnon conspiracy theorists. Um, but it's really scary and it's actually becoming quite dangerous because this theory has moved off of the internet and into real life. Mm. So uh, in June... A man drove an armored vehicle uh, sh and shut down a highway near the Hoover Dam. He had guns and stuff in the car, completely shut down the highway, and sat in there with a sign that said, release the OIG report, which was a reference to the Inspector General report that criticized James Comey for his investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails. Um, James Comey, according to... QAnon's theories is just another part of the pedophilia conspiracy. Mm. And he was clearly trying to uh, benefit Hillary Clinton and help her win the election. Yeah. Even though that's not at all what he did. Another thing that happened that's really creepy, uh, Michael Avenatti, who is Stormy Daniels' attorney, actually alleged that he was followed by a QAnon supporter who then loitered outside of his office building and shortly thereafter, the Q persona posted that a message had been sent to Avenatti. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's it's to the point where these people are actually coming out in public. Um, 
there have been stories about them being quite belligerent at Trump rallies, um, shoving reporters and becoming physically violent towards them. Of course, that's something that we've seen in the past at Trump rallies and that Trump himself has even incited. Yeah. Um, the White House, of course, has already taken a stance against conspiracy theorists and said, we don't support anybody who would harm anyone else. But it's hard to take that seriously when the president of the United States has stood up on a podium and uh, like asked for the Russians to hack Hillary Clinton and threatened to punch protesters in the face. Yeah. So this whole yeah. QAnon, I truly believe that it was born of people who are eating up all of Trump's fake news rhetoric. Yeah. I, we're, we're just, we're in a post-truth world yeah. as mm-hmm. somebody coined it once. And it, the 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 truth doesn't matter anymore it's like whatever trump the sean hannity type say we just accept because it's easier yeah well and another example of how this can get really dangerous do you guys remember the pizzagate conspiracy mm-hmm. during the 2016 election um for those who don't there was a whole internet conspiracy that hillary clinton was cooperating with a pizzeria to run a pedophile ring. And as a result of that, a man walked into a DC pizzeria with an assault rifle. Like this is real shit. It's like, I've definitely found myself like in days prior to Trump being elected, browsing Reddit boards, you know, sometimes it's fun to read conspiracy theories, you know, they're Mm -hmm. bullshit, but like they're funny and they're fun to read. But now it's to a point where it's not, it's not fun yeah, anymore. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like I see this getting worse before it gets better. More and more people are identifying themselves as supporters of Q. I saw somebody with a Q bumper sticker the other day. Really? Yes. See, and like I love a good – you know, well done conspiracy theory as much as the next guy, like when you read it on Reddit and stuff like that. But – the implications of this conspiracy theory aside, this is a very lazy conspiracy theory. Like, even the per- like Q, which is funny, is the Q persona. Actually, a better question would be, when did this all start? Like, when did the Q persona start popping up? Mm, sometime last year. Oh, well, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's really lazy then, because Q as a mysterious, enigmatic persona actually like in street fighter which is a funny tangent was a character in street fighter in 1999 so it's not like they took the fact that they didn't even pick another letter they picked the same letter well it could have been k or like any other letter right they just took a letter that was already known to be mysterious and then just attached all this bullshit to it so and Q is a techie, the techie guy in the James Bond movies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> exactly. So they didn't even. So this has already been used a lot. It's not yeah. like they picked. This isn't like some like crazy elaborate. Like I've seen some conspiracy theories where I'm like, oh wow, this is really you know deep, or this is really like they somebody went all in on this. That's cool. You know, I don't believe it, but it's interesting to read. But this, I'm just like, this is really lazy, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are some people who believe 
that Q is actually John F. Kennedy, still alive. <laughs> um, and there have also been postings by Q. Of course, it's not all the same person. It's like mm-hmm. a bunch of random people assuming the persona. But I saw one where they claimed that every morning Trump and his entire cabinet gather in the Oval Office and have a morning prayer in which they pray for John F. Kennedy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I hope. I hope that's true. <laughs> sure it's not. I'll buy into that one. <laughs> Although I could see Trump not realizing that Kennedy's dead. <laughs> yeah. Just because the Kennedy family is so ubiquitous yeah. in politics, I could see him being like, Kennedy's alive. <laughs> Isn't he? Please, somebody get him saying that. I talk to his painting every day. It talks back to me. <laughs> All right. Should we leave it there on QAnon? Hopefully yeah, these guys go I away. I mean, if they do any other crazy shit, we will certainly update people. I'm hoping this is just a, a temporary. I, I'm hoping this is just a fad. This... I mean, it's been going on for the better part of a year yeah, at this point. But it's really picked up recently. Yeah. I don't know why, but well, it doesn't really help that it became a really popular story in the media last week too. It was like all of a sudden New York Times, Washington Post. Yeah. We're all writing about it. So that probably doesn't help. Probably doesn't help that we talked about it either, but it's just <laughs> right. so bizarre <laughs> and weird that I think it's just another example of um the Republican Party really has to get their shit yeah. <laughs> under control. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, um, we have another news story to talk about. I this this is so fascinating to me. There is a new electric scooter craze that's been taking over some cities in the United States. Um, these are bike rent. These are similar to bike rental programs. Um, if you live in a big city, you've probably seen where you can go and pick up a bike very easily. You rent it by the hour. It usually is. Um, now, these new companies like Lime and Bird are letting residents hop on one of their electric scooters and take it wherever they want to go. How it works is you just scan the barcode on your scooter using your phone, and then the app slash the scooter will begin tracking you. And the cost depends on your mileage. So it's sort of like Uber. But here's the thing. You can leave these scooters anywhere. There are no docks. You just see one at the corner and you can take it. And then you take it where you got to go. You leave it wherever the fuck you want. The Lime scooters go up to 30 miles on a single charge. And you might be asking, well, how do they get charged if there's no docks? People are paid to drive around and pick up and charge the scooters. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of uh, unique jobs. um, So I... Mark, you had told me that you've actually seen these around Atlanta. Yeah, um, I saw some on campus, like a, a couple of them. And then right after, um, I'd say, mm, like last week, I just started seeing them everywhere. Like I've seen them here and there. But once I started, it's, it's kind of like that thing where once you buy a new car and you're driving around, you see people who have that same car more likely than right. you did before. It's the same thing. Like once... It's, it got in my head. I was like, oh, there's one, and there's one, and there's one. And there were just people all over the city. Yeah. 
It reminds me when Lyft and Uber first started, and Lyft had those giant pink mustaches on the front of the car. You see one, Mm -hmm. you're like, what the fuck is that? And then you notice it everywhere. What are all these pink mustaches? Exactly. (laughs) Would anyone here use these? You you don't Mm -hmm. get your own helmet, by the way. I feel like I would use one if I was in a city that warranted one. Like if I was, if I wasn't in the city that I live and I was just like, you know, going to different places, especially if it was like really hot or something and I didn't feel like walking all like on a super hot day. Yeah. But like sightseeing, I could see that, but not just going around a town I already live in. I don't see the point in that. Yeah. I just I, I I think it's very cool because of how you can find them anywhere and then drop them off anywhere. So it gives you a ton of flexibility. And mm. the other interesting aspect is that it is cheaper than Uber. Um, mm-hmm. They charge a one dollar initiation fee per ride and then fifteen cents per mile. These companies have also been off um, <clears throat> offering a low income program where they wipe the there's no initiation fee you only pay the 15 cents per mile Mm. meanwhile uber and lyft are a few dollars for initiate for initiating and then it's close to a dollar per mile and then there's also it's like 10 cents per minute on top of that so it can be a lot cheaper plus the scooter you get the fresh air (laughs) you're kind of rolling around the city you feel free (laughs) you don't have to deal with the sweaty smelly uber driver yeah i can see i can see me doing that like if i was on vacation i could see that yeah i could see doing that but like if i was if i was around a town that i lived around the city i would just before I do that, I would just ride a bike because then at least you get a little workout in, you know? Yeah. I w- yeah. But like with a bike, and this is my same issue with these scooters, I'd be afraid of getting hit mm. <laughs> or crashing yeah. into somebody. And that's actually been one of the problems in Santa Monica and San Francisco where these scooters have really blown up. Um, people just leave them all over the sidewalks. And these are 20-pound scooters. These yeah. aren't those little scooters we used to have as kids. And people have been claiming that they're tripping over them and getting hurt. (laughs) And then there's this whole community of people who hate these things and they will take the scooters and bust them into pieces or throw them into bodies of water. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. And there's there's an Instagram account. I don't have the link handy, but there's an Instagram account dedicated to highlighting the destruction of these scooters <laughs> Pretty wow crazy yeah i feel like my big concern with these just thinking about this like being in atlanta atlanta is not super bike or scooter friendly um they're not allowed on the sidewalks and we usually like certain roads do but for the most part there really aren't bike lanes mm. so a lot of people end up having to ride in the middle of the road Mm-hmm. which is dangerous and frustrating for people driving because like, especially when you're on a city road and somebody's on a scooter or a bike in front of you and they're going like five fucking miles an hour <laughs> and you can't get around them and you're yeah. just like behind them. Like, okay, I'm just going to wait until this person decides to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like knowing how bitchy Atlanta drivers can be, this would not, 
go mm. over well. Yeah. Yeah. JY says we have bike sharing services in Singapore and there are so many bikes all over. Some places the bikes are lined up neat neatly, but most of the time it's messy. Cities have been trying to crack down on this. Like I mentioned, Santa Monica, San Francisco, um, they're they're trying to uh, address where these scooters can go. Um, police have also been citing people for not wearing helmets. But the thing is, these scooters, you know, they're just anywhere. They don't come with a helmet. You have to bring your own. I think these companies have also been trying to get helmets out to their more frequent customers. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one way the cities have been trying to crack down on how rampant these have grown. It's just requiring that these people are at least safe while doing it. So I think I just like, again, I just love the flexibility of these things. I can definitely see this blowing up. Um, I haven't seen them much here in Chicago yet. I may have seen one downtown a couple of weeks ago, but that was before I knew the names of these companies. So now I'll be on the lookout for them. I would definitely use it there's places nearby where like it feels a little too far to walk but also too short to uber this would be the perfect situation for those types of (laughs) destinations um we also asked on patreon we asked our associate producer or sorry we asked our facebook official members what do you think of this Angel said, we don't have scooters in Seattle, but we do have Lime, Ofo, and Spin bikes everywhere. They pretty much appeared overnight a few months ago. I've never used bike sharing, but can understand the appeal and utility of the programs, especially with how bad Seattle traffic has gotten, with Amazon growing so fast in parts of downtown. Um, As for the cons, she says, I think there's currently a disproportionate amount of bikes on the street compared to the actual supply for these bikes. I see at least one vandalized bike a day, and there's people who think it's funny to stack them on top of each other, throw them over freeways, leave them abandoned in homeless encampments, or even hang them on trees. They're also bright green, yellow, or orange, and can be a little bit of an eyesore. So I guess the lime bikes are... are, You don't... Lime... I'm Googling them. I wonder if those aren't... I guess they're not dockable either, Mm -hmm. like the scooters. I'm just, I'm impressed that people can hang them from trees. That's that's a good bit of commitment right there. Yeah. I I do know what Angel's saying about um, the bikes, just uh, the the demand for them. Sometimes around here, because the the bike share program's all over Chicago. I see there's, all the bikes are there all the time. I'm not sure many people are using these. Um, and finally, Sarah says they are being pretty aggressive about ticketing non-compliant scooter riders need to wear a helmet. So I probably won't because I'm not carrying a helmet around, but they look like fun. I'm not annoyed by them. Okay. 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 Well, uh, we have a confessional and surprise bitch coming up, but it's time to hear from our third sponsor of the week. They are Song Finch. And Mark, it's perfect that you're on for uh, this ad. We had a lot of fun with this advertiser a couple of weeks ago. Songfinch lets you create a unique song for your other half or for a family member or for anyone special in your life. What you do is you go to songfinch.com. You give them a little info about the person you want a song about, the genre you're looking for, and one of their professional singer-songwriters will create a personalized song for you to give as a gift to your loved one. Aww. Yeah. And a couple weeks ago, Song Finch gave me the opportunity to create a song for a loved one, and I chose Laura. We've known each other since 2005. 
She's one of the most important people in my life. And it's a fun experience. When you go to their website, you tell them about your relationship with a person, whether it's romantic or platonic, (laughs) and you give them details that you want referenced in the song. Uh, My song is called The Lucky One. We'll we'll play a little bit of it again. Uh, Mark, don't get too jealous here. No promises. I look back on us and everything we've done. It always makes me smile you make me smile laura make me smile too just a single touch and i still feel it after all this while nights in vegas glad we made it even though some things we like butt plugs. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is what's cool about Songfinch. You tell them about the relationship that you have with somebody, and then they make a song out of it. So um, it's a very unique gift, and I want you to use it the next time you have a birthday or anniversary to celebrate. Mark, I think you're going to have to create one for Laura because she's been telling me she's a little jealous that, or she's a little sad that I created one for her, but you haven't yet. Well, I'll just... I'll just send them info and be like, I want a nice song to a dirty, dirty ice cream thief. (laughs) (laughs) There's nights you stole my ice cream. (laughs) Well, see, Mark doesn't really have an excuse because he actually plays bass and was in a band. So there you go. There you go. No pressure, babe. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. It's just it's just a very special gift. You can visit songfinch.com and use code M-I-L-L for $20 off your personalized song from scratch. If you don't want a song that's completely from scratch, you can get a personalized song like the one I just played starting at $99. And then they're delivered in a week. So if if this is also great for people in a in a binds, you gotta get a gift really quick. Here you go. This is something really original that's gonna surprise them and make them smile. This is a great way to celebrate weddings, anniversaries, birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, newborns. I should do this for my sister, her new child, Trey. You Republican-loving baby, Trey. (laughs) (laughs) Again, that's songfinch.com. Use code M-I-L-L for $20 off your personalized song from scratch. Maybe I can join Songfinch as a singer-songwriter. Like, I can do a good country voice. Well, also, you could just be, like, the dirty songwriter. Yeah. People could come into you and be like, I need to get a song for my friend about simming and leaving (laughs) butt plugs in beds and about how sometimes he clogs the toilet with his poop. (laughs) <laughs> um okay well, that, that escalated quickly <laughs> i'm just thinking about all the times we spent together Andrew. <laughs> wow okay well <laughs> let's move on to the confessional can we not talk about me clogging toilets ever again please? we talked about it last week i know and that was enough forever <laughs> all right <laughs> Uh, okay, so the confessional, this is going to be a change of pace. We're going to talk about death. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, do you want to read this confessional? Sure. 
can you guys talk about what you think happens after death? I have a paralyzing, panic attack-inducing fear of being dead and of eternity going on forever without me being conscious of it. I would rather believe that I was going to hell than believe in no- what? Okay. I'd rather believe I was going to hell than believe in nothing, but I don't believe in anything, even though I need to in order to not have these overwhelming panic attacks about the inevitability of being gone. Sorry for being super depressing. Uh, I would love to hear your insights and also any words of wisdom as to why I shouldn't be afraid. Thanks, guys. This show is wonderful. I would even date show Andrew. (laughs) Well, there's your first mistake. What a compliment. Thank you. (laughs) Even after hearing that I clog toilets. <laughs> you can edit that out if you want. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I'm i somebody, and this won't help your anxiety. It sounds like you have serious, serious anxiety. You put a lot of thought into this. Uh, I, I like to believe that nothing happens after death. It's just black. You cease to exist. And there's there's no heaven, there's no hell, and that's okay with me. Uh, that's okay by me. I I am not looking for an afterlife. I lived my life. Why would I want something after? If you if you cease to exist, you're not going to even know it. So it's not a problem. Is it sad? Yes. Is it bad? No. Yeah, this is, I'm sorry. I wish Pam was on for this because she would probably provide a a slightly more diverse answer, but I also don't believe anything happens. Um, I think it's very similar to prior to existing. Like, can you remember before you were born? No, because you didn't exist. So I think it's a similar concept I will say I'm not afraid of being dead, but I am afraid of dying, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because, like, I don't want to die in, like, a horrible, painful way. So I think that's a natural fear to have. Right. Um, or, like, being afraid of dying before you do everything you want to get done yeah. or being afraid of dying really young. Like, I think these are all really natural fears. Um, but I think this is a case of needing to let go of a little bit of control because this is not something you can control. It's going to happen. And I think once you make peace with that, you're going to feel a lot better. What do you think, Mark? Um, I don't think anything happens either in terms of like a spiritual sense. I did hear a very interesting theory a while back that when you die, like the moment your brain is like shutting off, I guess it's kind of like, you know, when you turn a light bulb or like when you start or turn off an engine and there's a big surge before it turns over or it turns off. Like they were saying that in that instance, when your brain's like giving its one last push before it's done, it basically put, it's like you're dreaming basically. And Time is different in dreams and the amount of whatever that chemical is that it, it releases is way more than when you're asleep or anything. So I have heard people be like the when people die or when people have like, quote unquote, out of body experiences or when they, you know, have a near death experience and they 
they almost die or they legally die and they and people bring them back people are saying that that's what that is like you're you're basically dreaming in a very enhanced state for an amount of time and then you mm. die mm-hmm. so when people talk about the light that they see or they they you know they're like oh everybody was there my dead mom was there and you know this person was there and all my friends were there it's basically your brain giving you what you want in those last moments which i guess explains paradise and those other you know those other things i mean what i want to happen is you just get reincarnated in the marvel universe that would be my (laughs) thing but you know i could i could maybe buy into reincarnation like Mm. i don't believe that you're sitting up in heaven or hell just like hanging out but maybe i could accept reincarnation i think that that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I I think it'd be cool if you if when you died you went to another reality, like you know string theory and multiple reality mm. theory. Like you just go to a different world or different mm-hmm. dimension that has different rules than the one you were at prior. Yeah, that'd be cool. Laura, I, I agree with what you were saying earlier about you know how you would die or an early death. Like definitely think about that and worry about that. Um, but I also just, uh, the reason I fear death is because I don't want to upset friends and family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I would feel bad. <laughs> Sorry, well, guys, no, no, I died. you won't, because you'll be dead. <laughs> well, but, but I feel bad thinking about leaving them early <laughs> or yeah. when you eventually do die. Mm-hmm. I also yeah, sometimes... I've definitely had like, like a couple weeks ago, I was on the highway and somebody almost changed lanes into me. And I, I literally saw my life flash before my eyes because uh, this happened going like 80 miles an hour. Yeah. And like, thankfully nothing happened, but I was just like, I probably would have died. Right. Probably would have died. And then I was like, I was like, that would have really sucked for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Except I, me, because I wouldn't care. I bet one of the things you saw was eating my ice cream. <laughs> this was before I ate your ice cream. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> trying to think what I would do with the podcast. Just divide by two, I guess. Yeah. That makes listen, you get rid of me, then it's just you and Pam. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Pam's not like an owner of the show, so it's basically mine. Divide by <laughs> one. <laughs> Note to self, watch out for Andrew. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I gotta like update my will and testament and everything to make sure it says andrew cannot have the show uh no 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 my like, shares of the show go to mark mark comes yeah. to me and is like hey can i have some patreon money for laura's funeral I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> that's another thing that i don't want like of course you can't control it because you're dead again so it's like whatever the living decide they're going to do to memorialize you. But much like weddings, I don't want to spend a ton of money on funerals either. But that's the point of the will. You, you, you outline that, that in your will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But do people always listen to that kind of stuff? I think so. It's your last wishes. Sometimes they better, better fucking listen (laughs) to my will. Whenever I get on making that. I mean, if if you die, I'm just going to make sure that everybody gathers around and we just, you know, dance to Space Jam the whole time. <laughs> Celebrate your life. For me? Yeah, that's, that's what I want. There you yeah. go. You're welcome. 
<laughs> for this is okay. This is my final will and testament. Um, I want to be cremated. I know it's bad mm-hmm. for the environment, but um, I think I've been pretty good to the environment. So the environment can take one for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to be sprinkled <laughs> somewhere. You know Pretty. what I do? I'm going to get that guy from the meme that sprinkles the the barbecue he's doing with the glasses. That puts oh, yeah. the salt. I'm going to get him to sprinkle you. Uh, I know it's bad for the environment, but fuck it. I don't live here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck it. I'm dead. That's basically what I just heard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I am claustrophobic. So even though I know I'll be dead, the thought of spending eternity in a box <laughs> freaks me out. I mean, you're going to be spending eternity in an urn. No, you're going to sprinkle me somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to spend yeah, eternity in an urn. Can I have a teaspoon mm-hmm. that I can throw into Lake Michigan? Just so can I know I, like, that a part of you is always floating. Sure. Me. Thank you. Aww, you can, you can distribute parts of me to, to my friends all over the world. <laughs> Can I put some of you like in a Pokeball and just leave you? There? Just throw it around. Forever captured. Laura, I choose I you. I choose you. <laughs> can, can you, I'm sure people have tried this before. Can you like roll a joint with somebody's ashes in it? And smoke oh my it? God. Oh, I'm sure somebody's done that. Because I've would... heard of people ingesting oh why i don't know because people are weird i have heard which is pretty cool that some cult one i forgot what culture this is but they use the ashes along with like molten metal to make jewelry of that person that's cool like rings or like or just like big you know like a like a a little statue or something or whatever the jewelry is out of the ash and the metal of whatever metal you choose. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't want, I don't want anyone to keep me like, just (laughs) release me. Release me. (laughs) That is death. You're being released. Yep. And we do what you want. We do what we want with you, bitch. My last word. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is, that is what many say before the lights go out. Uh, well, writer, I think you need, uh, you probably need to go into a little bit of therapy. This sounds pretty severe for you. Panic attack inducing. That's, I don't know. I think you got to talk to somebody about that, but maybe we were helpful. (laughs) Well, I mean, the thing is like, especially with something inevitable, like death, you have to be able to laugh about it because then otherwise it's just depressing. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just like anything that you fear you can't live in fear i refuse to live in fear fear of flying no i would rather die in a plane crash than be afraid of flying mm, i don't know about that but i see where you're coming from <laughs> i just mean i'm not gonna limit my life i'm not gonna stop flying because of my very mild fear of flying gotcha gotcha okay. you know what i mean i'm under a flight path so when i'm out walking brooklyn i think about planes a lot mm, mm, mm-hmm. okay all right, so um, let's call one of our listeners. This is Rachel in Ithaca. Hello. Rachel. Yes. Surprise, bitch. Surprise, it's Millennial. Bitch. How's it going? Oh, good. How are you? Oh, good. Good, thanks. What are you up to this Saturday? 
Uh, actually, I'm driving into work right now. Oh. Are you okay to talk, or should we hang up? Uh, I'm okay. Uh, you're on speaker. Okay. Good, good. We were actually just talking about the very pleasant conversation of death. Do you believe in an afterlife? Do I believe in an afterlife? No, I don't. Uh, why not? Uh, well, I'm not a religious person. I'm kind of, I'm kind of a scientist, um, mm. so it doesn't really seem logical to me. <laughs> but yeah, I hope that's what? not being like super morbid. And I'm totally fine if other people believe that. Like you do, you yo. But <laughs> yeah, well, you're in good company because in our conversation we were all like, yeah, nothing happens. But what kind of scientist are you? I'm a bioinorganic chemist, actually. Ooh, that's cool. So what do you yeah. like? What do you do? Uh, so I'm in grad school right now, actually, and we I'm in a lab that studies um, nitrification. Nitrification is the process where you convert hydroxylamine, which is uh, intermediate in like nitrogen cycling, into uh, nitrite and nitrate. So we study metalloenzymes that are involved in that process, and it's a ton of fun. It's super interesting. Um, yeah, I really enjoy it. Like, it's really important. Like, we study this process because we want to um, understand the mechanisms of it more. Hmm. Be Sorry, I thought my phone beeped. Um, we want to study the mechanisms of it more because um, nitrous oxide and other byproducts of this cycle are really potent greenhouse gases that are actually more um, 300 times more potent than, like, carbon dioxide. So Ooh, we study wow. that. Interesting. Interesting. It sounds like a passion of yours. Science. Did you were you always looking to be a science scientist when you were growing up? Um kind of, but also no at the same time. So like at every point in like like growing up I wanted to be like a teacher and I even went to college and I went about a year and a half thinking I wanted to be a French teacher and then I made the very logical switch to chemistry. Oh. Um so no, I guess short answer. Yeah. But I like teaching and I like teaching science, but I probably won't end up going into like academia. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we'll let you go since you got to head into work, but thanks for your longtime support. Yeah, no. And thank you guys. You guys have been like such a important part of like my like formative years and whatnot. So it's oh, really great cool. to actually talk to you. Oh, good. Well, thank you very much. What kind of car do you have? Have you ever thought about living in it? <laughs> uh, I just listened to that yesterday, actually. Uh, no, I have a Kia Rio, so I I do not have the space. That's Plus, like, my cat car. wouldn't like it. And, <laughs> right, right. But, you know, I, the, um, I thought the uh, listener who was doing that, I like, that sounds really cool and interesting. I just, I know I personally could not do it, but yeah, yeah, I support her. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you again, and have a nice weekend. Yeah, you too. All right. Thanks Bye. for your support. Bye. No Bye. problem. Bye. All right. And she answered. She was like the fifth person. I'll remove it out of editing, but we tried calling like five people. <laughs> <laughs> you gave her one last chance, too. You even called her. You're like, this is the last one. And bam. Yeah. I, I believed we would hit somebody eventually. Um, she mentioned Chris, who started living in her car actually like i think this weekend uh we do have an email from somebody who responded to that discussion on last week's episode and we have an email about credit scores but we're going to talk about that in after dark today 
Also in After Dark, I want to update everybody on my recent diet and exercising that I've been doing to get rid of the weight that I gained out of uh, that I gained after moving to Chicago and eating horribly for several months. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that, and we're also going to talk about that because Mark and Laura have been hitting the gym recently. So I want to hear what you two have been up to. Mm-hmm. I thought for the outro song today, we could do uh, Born This Way, but the country road version to get a sense of Gaga in a more relaxed setting. Yeah, and, I'm into it. Okay. Yeah. And plus, you love country music, don't you? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Never mind then. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> patreon.com slash millennial is where you can support us you can be in the running for a surprise bitch call you will be asked questions that we will um use on the show we also have other benefits like co-hosting millennial we'll have another one of our supporters on very soon you also get after dark hashing it out and access to our live streams thanks to everybody who's been tuning in today i learned today that i am a live streamer i don't need to go to twitch we're doing it right here already Where's our tip jar? (laughs) (laughs) There's also ad-free millennial there. We release bonus audio. Uh, Laura and I do video blogs and more. Patreon.com slash millennial. And then we would love, by the way, a review on iTunes or any podcasting app that you use. Even if it's just, you don't have to do a written review, but even if you just give us a star rating, we'd appreciate getting some fresh reviews in there to keep everything updated especially with our new album art it's nice to get some good feedback in itunes or whatever podcasting client you might be using mark's mark thanks for joining us today anytime nice to have you on as usual i think you and uh, laura you seem to be doing okay there's been some bumps in the road but yeah i mean you know how relationships move past the ice cream yeah uh, debacle. I don't know, but we'll get through it. One might mm-hmm. say it's a rocky road. <laughs> get a type of ice cream. <laughs> that was a cool one. <laughs> oh, no. I quit this show. Puns. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Mark. See everybody next time. Goodbye. Bye. Just put All your right. paws up because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. She rolled my hair and put my lipstick on in the glass of her boudoir. There's nothing wrong with loving who you are, she said, cause you made you perfect, babe.